welcome to 512 Degrees, everybody. The podcast where we dive deep into the sizzling stories of chefs, artists, and influencers. Join us as we explore their extraordinary lives, savor their inspiring careers, and uncover the secret ingredients behind their incredible passions. Get ready to ignite your curiosity and feed your soul with zestful conversations that will leave you hungry for more. Right. Hello, everybody. Today's guest is science adventurer, travel specialist, and renowned television host of Mythbusters, Carrie Byron. Aside from being a television superstar, Carrie is the co-director of the National STEM Challenge slash Festival, in which entries are opening October 4th. Before we dive deep into that, though, please welcome Carrie Byron to the show. What is going on? Hey there. <laughs> I always expect to have some sort of like canned applause, like in the old radio days. <laughs> <laughs> I know I was debating if I wanted to do the the DJ horn, you know, you know <laughs> not today. <laughs> but all right. Thank you so much for joining us, Carrie. Um, you know, it's a pleasure having you and to just uh, jump right in. So you were born and raised over in the Bay Area, a college grad from San Francisco State University and pursued a career as a sculptor. But how did a career in television come out of this? You've been reading my bio. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Art's always been a part of my life. Um, I, even since I was a little kid, I remember tearing apart Cheerio boxes and making um, as accurate a model of a skull as I could. Like I just <laughs> okay. always loved doing sculptures, and I thought that that was going to be my direction in life. But um, I also didn't like the part about being a starving artist. So okay. I was kind of looking for a way to create my passions, mm -hmm. but also get paid. Um, and a friend of mine had walked into a special effects shop and was like, oh my God, you would love this. This is your place. That everywhere is, you know, artists, engineers, uh, like everybody's making and creating and they're all doing this in such a crazy way. You should come check the place out. So um, I, I basically walked into this place called M5 Industries, which turned out my first day as an intern was also the first day they were shooting a funny little reality show called Mythbusters. <laughs> and though I was interning in the background, helping clean up, I was actually doing toy prototyping, typing for Jamie, Jamie Heideman, the guy with the beret. Yes. Um, I, I, I started to become part of the show. And I didn't even know it was a show about science. None of us did. We were yeah. all artists and makers and we were doing these crazy experiments and it turns out that the scientific method is the perfect narrative vehicle for busting myths so that. at one point you know teachers started using clips of our shows in classrooms mm -hmm. and it just went poof i'm doing science science <laughs> and art are the same thing you're fostering a curiosity you're going deep into a curiosity and it's really just about answering questions in one way or another. So I discovered science a little later in life, like okay. as an artist would discover it. That explains, yeah, that explains my, uh, one of my next questions was uh, if science was always a passion of yours. But I could see how the correlation really, you know, ties into each other. And uh, like you said, how teachers were showing it in classrooms. Yes, I remember that in high school. We're always watching Mythbusters. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is actually, it makes science really cool. And then I could see where the art part comes into play because you're getting to see it, you know, live and in action, but in a really creative and colorful, you know, kind of end product or just, you know, final type of presentation. 
just taking an idea and making it into something tangible, yeah. something, you know, solving problems. And I always love, I love the scientific method. I love how the steps lead you through a problem. And it's, it's, it's a way of exploring until you get answers, mm. you know, and you can continually fail and start over again and keep trying the same steps until you come up with a solution. I love people who are looking for solutions. Yes. And you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because that same thing, it, it applies to life, right? You fail until you get the solution. And I think that's where people forget to remind themselves is failing is okay. And the solution will come eventually. And it's all about the process. And it could be a fun process, even though it's not turning out the way you want it to. But I do love that. I mean, everybody does it continually. You know, you take 25 selfies before you get to that one where you're like, oh, this is <laughs> one where I look perfect. <laughs> yes, that's great. That's a good, that's a good example. Way to uh, take it to the shallow end of the pool. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever see yourself becoming a TV personality in general? Oh, God, no. I was a really <laughs> shy, super awkward kid. Even when I first was talking to uh, television cameras, I was... Mm -hmm so awkward and so shy and just filled space with words whether they were making any sense or not <laughs> <laughs> wow and then so i did miss myth busters i guess essentially break that awkwardness or do you still have that somewhere deep inside i mean it's always inside me no. <laughs> i you know it's it's anything that you practice a lot and that show was on for 12 years <laughs> Uh, yeah, we, we had hundreds and hundreds of episodes um, yeah. and it was it was such a big part of my life. And I, I really wanted to figure out how to harness that superpower of storytelling. Yeah. And that's how I ended up with Explore because I, I, I love that part where you would see the videos in the classroom and the teachers were using it as a teaching tool. And I can tell you this everywhere I go when I speak at schools or, 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 you know, tech conferences or anywhere where there's an audience and they're rowdy. Yeah. The second you turn on a video, hush, people start paying attention. Mm -hmm. I, I don't care who's in the audience. They could just be the craziest kids. They turn on the video and they'll all consume it and they'll get that story, you know, and it's, it's, it's such a powerful tool. And I'm really excited that we can use our powers for good. <laughs> <laughs> the powers for good. I love it. And I actually diving into Explorer Media, uh, where did the idea come from? I mean, I love the concept of is it like you're connecting your audience to be able to look at every show that you do to be able to find somebody that looks like them? Well, Explore is um, it's it's a subscription based streaming service mm -hmm. like sort of like a Netflix or Hulu, it's it's really yeah. easy to maneuver, but it's really short format videos under 10 minutes. Everything comes with standard line curriculum for the classrooms so that teachers can just have a video ready and have discussion plans already ready and yeah. cuts down on their prep time. And 70% of it is probably STEM storytelling, but we do all sorts of different topics. I mean, everything from algebra to emotional learning. Um, it's it's something that has been a passion um, of mine. So when I met Ginny Bukos, who had this really cool platform that was called Project Explore, mm -hmm. that's what she was already doing. This woman was YouTube before YouTube. She was been doing educational videos for like 20 years. So the two of us together are 
a pretty superpower team to create this highly produced content. Um, so now as Explore, we mm-hmm. have even bigger platform. And uh, one of the other co-founders is Andrew Zimmern. You might recognize him from, oh, he's a chef. He's been on so many shows, but mm-hmm. he in America, um, Bizarre Food, so many different travel shows. He's got a wild game show. He's very, very, very cool guy. So mm-hmm. between the superpowers of television and the superpowers of education, we've got Explorer now. And it's, it is rolling out hard. We have so much great content and the hosts that we're bringing on for new shows. Yeah. Um, we want kids to be able to see themselves in all of our, um, I don't want to call them influencers, uh, mm-hmm. communicators, our, side, okay. our, our different communicators. Yeah. That's amazing. I, you know, I'm seeing the common theme here with uh, students and teachers and education, but really just creating and making an impact, you know, on as many people as you can, but as young as they can be too. And, you know, in regards to that, with you being the co-director of National STEM Challenge and Festival, um, what exactly, you know, did this stem from your childhood? Did you always want to? <laughs> nice transition there. Um, well, I'm a, I'm a mom of a, of a teenage daughter, um, and she is about the age I was when I stopped being really into science. Um, it's, it's a really tough age where just the world is throwing down so much pressure on you and you never want to look uncool or not have the right answer. Or yeah. a lot of kids have a hard time raising their hand because they, they don't want that attention because, you know, it, it could be negative. Um, I used to hate it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, when she comes home sometimes and tells me, you know, Mr. Payton, may wow, he made me feel so smart. I mean, I didn't even have the right answer. And he made me feel like I created the conversation. You know, she's she's telling me about like this catalyst moment. I, I remember that where you have like a teacher that just makes you feel seen or mm-hmm. a friend or, you know, an, a communicator makes you feel seen. And with the STEM challenge, we are trying to get kids from all over the country. This is a truly nationwide challenge. We want them to submit projects that will impact the world in a positive way, either um, people, the planet, your community. Um, it's it's just solve some sort of issue, look yeah. for a solution. And we are having all these projects blind reviewed by people who are in the STEM industry so that they can get that feedback on their projects. We want to reward every kid for trying and then possibly be that catalyst that lets them be seen and have that moment where they're like, oh, I'm smart. This is the right direction. I'm doing the right thing. And then celebrate them for that in the end at the National STEM Festival in Washington, D.C. That's unbelievable. It's really um, like it says on your your website, you know, you're giving them a chance to unleash their creativity and innovative thinking. And the thing I love about it so much, too, is it, it reminds me of that conversation or that topic of changing the conversation from asking kids, what do they, you know, want to be when they grow up to more what do you want to solve or what problem do you see that you think you would want to you know be on the the side that solves that problem you know asking the question differently where it's not so generic in terms of like i want to be an astronaut or i want to be a professional baseball player you know it's giving them a chance to see what they you know through their eyes what do they see that's a problem and how can they contribute to solving that problem and that's what this exactly reminds me of 
back when we were in Mythbusters, we had this kind of fun way of coming up with solutions where there was no silly, stupid, or crazy ideas. Like mm -hmm. I remember sitting in a meeting where like, okay, how are we going to create a complete catapult using a boom lift? Okay, well, what if we stack two container ship, uh, you know, ship containers on top of each other and then, you know, create a fulcrum and like, we're just gonna weld a boom lift and then we're gonna like, somehow spin it okay how are we gonna pull it back like and, and just these crazy 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 ideas that you know if we were in a you know a, if, if we were in a boardroom i think people would be like okay are you drinking like what's happening <laughs> how are you this is the craziest idea yeah. kids have no bounds they have no boundaries on their creativity because you know the world has not told them that they can't do it so the solutions that come from teens and tweens is amazing. They come up with really beautiful solutions to problems. I think this is going to be really fun. I mean, yeah. uh, one of our, our STEM ambassadors, uh, um, her name is um, Danielle Boyer, and she makes these little robot owls that can sit on your shoulder and they can translate language into indigenous languages that are going what? extinct so that she can populate her day with the languages of familiarity. Wow. I mean, how beautiful is that? That is amazing. I don't even know what to say to that. That's so <laughs> cool. That's really cool. Like, how do you even think of that? Like, I feel with kids, they're able to think outside the box so easily. And definitely got to nourish that. So, I mean, where, where you live, like, what's like the number one problem that, that you can see just uh, in your small community? Like, what's something that, that, that you think of often? Hmm, I guess, well, I'm in LA. And I think something that I think of often is how dirty the streets can be. Um, I want to say that's a big one. Uh, that's a, see, that's a simple, uh -huh. that's a simple issue that affects you every day. So you just take, you don't need to solve the world. Yeah. Just solve that one problem. Like, how would I clean that street? Would I do it with robotics? Would I do it with human power? Maybe I create some sort of drone that tracks it so it can help the city. Maybe I have a data collecting app that researches where that needs to be done. Uh, maybe it's the noise pollution of the city. Maybe we're, we're taking our iPhones out and collecting the noise pollution to see if it's actually affecting the people in the neighborhoods. Like, There's a million ways to solve one problem and they can be so simple. You mm -hmm. just have to kind of work your way backwards and just let your brain flow that's that's what i'm hoping these kids do oh yes it's the what do they call it reverse engineering in a way yeah <laughs> <laughs> find, uh, find the problem create the solution yes and is this all like in one location in terms of where everyone kind of presents their projects or is it something they submit online it's online. See, this is okay. this is what makes this festival very special. I've been working with science fairs my whole adult career because uh, mm -hmm. you know it's it's I've I've hosted even the national science fair at one point with uh, during the Obama administration. And what I loved about them is how inspirational and cool these kids were. But it was really only like a one day event, mm -hmm. and it was just that physical event, and then it was over. Well, Explore is going to take that, and we are going to blow it up to a year-long digital content supported um, festival. So it's 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 more than just the event itself. So first yeah. kids get to submit their projects, which are, think the trifold, 
you know, cardboard that you used to see at science fairs, think of those as your three page PDF now. So you can submit a three page PDF um, starting October 4th when submissions open at nationalstemchallenge.com. You submit, it's either gonna be text-based or photo-based. You submit your project. Uh, They're going to be under six themes, environmental stewardship, future foods, health and medicine, powering the planet, space innovation, or tech for good. Those are the different themes that we're using that okay. you can create a positive impact and find a solution. You submit your PDF, and then when submissions close, uh, November 12th, it goes into a blind reviewing um, portion of, of the challenge. Then kids are going to be picked from every single state, territory, the DOD, and the BIE schools. So truly, truly national challenge states, wow. territories, kids from all over. And then we want, you know, we want kids from every single state. So we're working hard to get the word out. Um, yeah. Once the champions are chosen, we're going to fly them to DC so that we can do an expo. We can do roundtables with STEM leaders and politicians. So the kids get to be the stakeholders at the table. They're, they're talking to the people that will probably hire them when they're right out of high school. <laughs> yeah. Incredible networking for them and a really great opportunity also for corporate leaders to see what the next generation thinks and wants and see who the stars are. Um, wow. And to make this uh, more accessible, we, you know, in the past, a lot of science fairs, your parents or your adults or you know your caretakers have to get you to that place. We're gonna fly the kid and a caretaker to there. We're gonna take care of that so that they don't have to worry about the money. They can yeah. all be a part of it. Wow, there's so much, I guess you could say, just like light packed into this, into this whole ball of, I don't know, uh, creativity and innovation and uh just i don't know it's so it's so crazy how you were able you're all able to you know create this type of you know event and 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 drive and buzz for it all and what do you think is something that you know you what's something what's the main thing you hope for not only the kids to take away but the parents to take away from this experience i mean we really want this to just be a celebration of STEM learning. I, I really want them to walk away with the same feeling I get when I look at them, which is just hope. Yeah. I really, I really want them to walk away with feeling seen and feeling like they're really part of the solution. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 gonna be beautiful. Uh Jenny Bucos and I are so proud of the whole team putting this together because everybody is so just we're so excited and motivated to make this a beautiful, wonderful event. I mean, we get drowned in the news cycle sometimes. Yeah. And I, I feel like when I see the kids that are, are putting in these projects, it actually, it gives me that hope for the future yeah. in a way that I, I don't see on the internet <laughs> we're making <laughs> yeah. a little community on the internet. We're making a little platform where you can come and see only positivity and solutions. Yes. I mean, that exposure to all of this is is amazing. And like they always say, you know, the kids are our future and this is definitely the, the best step towards that. Um, and, you know, with everything that's been going on in not only your career, but with STEM, what's something that you actually wish that you had learned sooner? 
Okay, I've been hearing this statement a lot lately, so I can't take credit for it, obviously, but um, I, I heard the phrase, um, no is a complete sentence. Um, I, as a people pleaser when I was young, always wanting to be perfect and always kind of going out of my way to help um, to, 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 I guess, say yes to every single thing. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to say no and you don't have to explain why. Mm. I don't know. That's just advice I would have given I my like childhood self. You say yes in that you are creating your own opportunities, yeah. but say no when somebody asks you to give more of yourself than you're comfortable with. Mm, I love that. I definitely was still somewhat am uh, still a, a people pleaser. Uh, so that was always hard for me to create those boundaries that were very necessary for for not only my you know mental health, but just who I am as a person. I felt like I was trying to be so many different people growing up, trying to please so many different people when uh, in the end, it was just I needed to please myself. <laughs> I need to be myself and just be happy with, uh, yeah, who I am. And yeah, I totally, I totally get that. What you're saying. I think it's so much harder for kids. I mean, being young is hard. There's so mm. many pressures and there's, it's coming from so many different directions and you're constantly connected and you're seeing yourself from the outside in so often yeah. that sometimes you forget that, it, you know, you have to be here with you first. Like this yeah. is the important person. You have to please this person and take care of this person. Like they're your best friend. Yes. Help yourself first before you can help others. Put on your oxygen mask before you put on theirs. Yes. Put on your oxygen mask. That's a great. Yep. Perfect. Awesome. Well, I mean, that, those are all my questions. Did you have any, you know, last uh, other, you know, comments or just notes that you want to make about the uh, National STEM Challenge? Uh, that's going on and uh yeah any other the floor is yours well i just want everybody to go to the nationalstemchallenge.com there's plenty of inspiration videos up right there so that you if you don't know what to do for a project you can see kind of um, different projects that have been done um also uh follow us on social media because we're constantly putting up new stem ambassadors um a few you may have heard of <laughs> some really really cool communicators uh submissions open october 4th so get your ideas ready now start to ideate, to ideate innovate invent submit them on october 4th and you might have a chance to come to washington with me Amazing, amazing. Carrie Byron, thank you for joining us again. Uh, it's been a pleasure getting to know more about you, but also, you know, this National STEM Challenge and Festival. It's amazing, amazing stuff that's coming. Thank you. Of thank you for letting me be here with you. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Thank you again, and uh, have a great rest of your, your night. Thank you for joining this warm conversation with the amazing Carrie Byron. Entries for the National STEM Challenge open October 4th. For more information, please go to the National STEM Challenge website at nationalstemchallenge.com. Learn more about who can enter, how to enter, challenge themes, prizes, and more. Unleash your creativity and innovative thinking. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a follow at Texas Tasty on Instagram and at the Texas Tasty on Twitter. Future episodes of 512 Degrees can be found wherever you get your podcasts. This is Dominique Linton signing off. Until next time, y'all.